Someday I wish upon a star and wake up and the clouds are far behind me. And how many have ever felt that? That's a wish, isn't it? Someday I wish upon a star and wake up and the clouds are far behind me. Is that a wish or is it a hope? I wonder what the difference is between the two. Maybe it's something to do with the foundation and the probability of it actually happening. So let me try this on you. Someday I wish upon a star and wake up and the calories are far behind me. Is that a wish or a hope? Someday I wish upon a star and wake up and the credit card bills are far behind me. Or the family arguments, or the pain, or the hurt. Is it a wish or is it a hope? It depends entirely on the foundation. You know, uh, just a few years ago, I saw this great Facebook uh, post. um, And if you're British, you'll get this. If you're not, you might not, but you probably will. And it's basically just a cup of tea. And it just basically says, where there's tea, there's hope. How British is that? But you know, it's never connected to a what. It's always connected to a who. Let me explain to you. You see, when, when, when kids get excited about Christmas, they often write letters to Santa. And you saw it in the, the dance at the beginning of the production where the, the girls were, were putting letters through the letterbox. And, and here's some Santa letters that I really like. This one, uh, dear Santa, this year, bring me a pony. If you don't, there will be consequences. There's a kid with some issues. Or this one, dear Santa, um, how's your reindeer? Nice. But hey, Santa, hope your reindeer are okay. And if you don't bring me what I wish, don't worry about it. Just bring me tons and tons of money. Again, another kid that's got his priorities maybe a little bit mixed up. But this is the one I really like. Dear Santa, could you let me see you? I know this is the same request as last year, but I really want to see you. You see, if we only had one hope or one wish, it wouldn't be connected to a what. It would always be connected to a who. It would be the person you care about the most. It would be the person you miss the most. The person you wish was there. The person you loved the most. The person you wish loved you the most. It would always, our deepest hope and desire is always connected to a who, a person, not connected to a what, which is a thing. You're going to hear now uh, a story of one of the ladies from our church. In fact, often in our Christmas production, she'll be up here singing. She's one of our amazing group of singers. She's not singing this year, but she's going to tell you her story instead. And her and her family have been on a very traumatic journey over the last few years. And you're going to hear her tell her story for the first time publicly. And you're going to hear a lot about wishing, but you're going to hear more about hope. This is Vicky's story. Hi, my name's Vicky. I love Christmas, not only because I've, I love singing and I've been involved in Christmas productions here at the church for quite a few years, but as a family, when I was a child growing up, Christmas was always magical. So my family, there's my mum, my dad, my sister Nick, my brother Tim, and then I'm the youngest of three. But even more special uh, was that my sister's birthday was Christmas Eve. Now me and my sister had a very special relationship. As we grew up, we became two peas in a pod at Christmas. Christmas, as we got older, we would celebrate her birthday, we would have a Baileys on Christmas Eve evening and seeing uh, Christmas Day together. So then as, as time went on, uh, we got married and we had kids and so Christmas became even more magical, uh, seeing it through the eyes of our children. Then in autumn 2011, everything changed. We found out that my sister had cancer. I remember the day that she phoned me and told me the news. I was shocked and I couldn't believe it. But straight away, my sister got into fighting mode. She was like, no, we're gonna fight this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight this. 
and so we got people praying, we asked our friends and family to pray. So uh, me and my family were Christians, we believe in God, my mum and dad, my sister, my brother and, and me, we all believe in God and believe uh, in prayer, the power of prayer. So we were praying that, that she would be healed. And that Christmas uh, I was actually singing and I remember singing a song called A Christmas to Remember and I remember my sister sitting in the, in the audience and I remember singing and saying, yes, we're going to make this a Christmas to remember. And then over the next few years, it was a roller coaster. They managed to get rid of the cancer through surgery and through radiotherapy and she was cancer free. A year or so later, they told her that the cancer had returned. But we got back into fighting mode again and praying and wishing and hoping that it would be gone again. And again, she was cancer free. So in the September 2015, uh, my sister was given the news that the cancer had returned for the third time. And this time they said that there was nothing they could do. The, the cancer that she had was a very rare cancer that was in her head, which meant her face was affected. She was very upset that her, this one side of her mouth uh, went down and my sister was always very, very smiley as a person and she uh, was really upset that she couldn't smile properly. And in the November 2016, Nick was told that the cancer had spread uh, and it had gone all into her bones this time. And they'd said that she probably only had weeks to live at that point. And we were still wishing and hoping that she would be healed. And amazingly, whether, you know, God and a combination of treatments that they'd been able to give her, she was given a, a new sense of energy. Up until that point, she'd been quite poorly, and so she could only sit, really, and watch the children play. But that one Sunday, she had this new sense of energy. She was helping Jack, her son, with his homework that Sunday. Uh, she um, was planning Christmas, talking about Christmas presents that she wanted to get. And then the next day, on the Monday, I had a phone call from my mum saying that uh, Nick was really, really bad and I needed to come. So I got in the car with Mark, my husband, and we drove down the motorway down to the hospice in Cheltenham. And we came round as a family and we prayed and we still were asking God to heal her, to bring her through, to, you know, and I remember saying, come on Nick, you can fight this. And then at half past one in the morning of the 29th of November, my sister died. And up until about an hour before, we were still wishing and hoping that she was gonna pull through, but she didn't. And we were together as a family and we cried together as a family. And we said goodbye. <laughs> so, Two weeks after she died, I sang in the Christmas production here at church. And I sang a song called I Believe, because despite the grief that I was feeling, I knew that I believed in God. So I knew that I could stand up and sing that Christmas. But then after Christmas and into the new year, it did change for me emotionally and my journey of grief and I really struggled with some questions that I had towards God. I couldn't understand why she couldn't still be here with us, why he didn't heal her. And week in, week out, on a Sunday, I would still come to church, 
but I couldn't sing. But then as time went on, bit by bit, I managed to sing again. Because I know that no matter what I've been through, the storm and the, the, the craziness that the grief took me in, uh, I came out the other side and I know that God loves me, he loves my family, that no matter what we've been through, what I've been through, that he will always, always uh, be there through those storms and that he is my hope and that my hope is secure. My sister said a few days before she died that she didn't want to go, but, and she wondered what it might feel like, but she knew where she was going. Things are still hard. I still miss my sister so much, um, and Christmas is, is going to be hard, and I wish that I could pick up the phone and speak to her again, or pop up to heaven and have a catch-up again, but I know that I can't. I won't get what I wish for, but I've got hope. I've got hope in God. And I know that death isn't the end, that I know that I will see her again in heaven. And that's why I can sing again. That's why I can live again. It's incredibly moving, isn't it? And real and honest. You know, when wish turns to hope will only happen when the light dawns on you and you realize that there's only one person in the universe who can meet your deepest needs and bring hope to your deepest fears. You know, in the Christmas story, the star hovered not so much over a place, but over a person. It's never a what, it's always a who. And there's a carol that I love called O Little Town of Bethlehem. And there's a line in that carol that says, Our hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee or in you tonight. And so we're introducing to you this idea that the foundation for hope in your life is this person called Jesus Christ. And some of you may be saying, well, hang on a minute. I thought we moved away from wish. Isn't the Jesus story over with the wish and the Disneyland and the fairy tale and the myth and all of that? Absolutely not. You know, there's more historical evidence for Jesus Christ than there is for Julius Caesar arriving on the shores of Britain. If you look through history, there's many, many scientists, leading scientists, people like Newton and, and Kelvin and, uh, uh, and Lister and Pascal, all these kind of guys and girls that, that have had faith in, in God as well as science because they're not mutually exclusive. You know, science tells us how, but faith tells us why. So, so, so we're not talking about a hope that's on a whimsy kind of wish basis. We're talking about a hope that's based on evidence. But you know, the most compelling evidence is not the historical or the archaeological or any of that. It's personal experience. It's when you make room for the possibility that there could be a God. And when you make room for that possibility, He comes in and does amazing things. And I don't know about you, but I need some hope in my life as well. And when you open the door, when you make room for him, you make room for him bringing hope into your life. And he does that through bringing a different perspective. I loved what Vicky said at the end of that piece. And uh, we filmed that together over many hours. And it was incredibly emotional for all of us because I've known Vicky since she was four and her sister Nick since she was about eight. And so we've grown up together, families together. It's incredibly difficult. But that bit when she said, I didn't get what I wished for, but I've got hope. And my hope is I know death is not the end and I'll see her again. And my hope is I know I can sing again this side of heaven as well. That's not a wish. That's a hope. And that's a strong foundation. 
You get a different perspective and you get a different power in your life. I want to read something to you from a guy called Charles Swindle. Charles Swindle was a a politician who in the 1970s, some of you remember this, uh, he was arrested along with many others and put in prison for his part in the Watergate scandal. When he went to prison, he wasn't a Christian, he wasn't a believer, but he became a Christian in prison and he found hope. And he writes this, when we are trapped in a tunnel of misery, hope points to the light at the end. When we are overworked and exhausted, how many of you are that this evening? I'm sure many of us. Hope gives us fresh energy. When we're discouraged, hope lifts our spirits. When we're tempted to quit, hope keeps us going. When we lose our way and confusion blurs the destination, hope dulls the edge of panic. When we struggle with a crippling disease or a lingering illness, hope brings the reminder God is still in control. When we find ourselves unemployed, hope tells us we still have a future. When we're forced to sit back and wait, hope gives us the patience to trust. When we feel rejected or abandoned, hope reminds us we're not alone. We will make it. And when we say our final farewell to someone we love, hope in the life beyond helps us and gets us through our grief. When you make room for the possibility that there is a God, when you make room for hope, everything can change. And you know, here in this church, you may look around and maybe if you're not a believer and you don't believe in God and you may think, oh, everybody else is like they've been Christians all their life and they've been brought up Christians. That's not the case at all. There are loads of people in our church who just a few weeks or months or years ago wouldn't say they were followers of Jesus at all. In fact, many of them would say they were atheists. And yet they've made room for the possibility that they were wrong and they've checked it out for themselves. And one of the reasons that, one of the ways they've done that is through something that you've heard earlier on called the Alpha Course. And we, along with other many hundreds of churches all around the world, we've been running an Alpha Course for, for years now. And basically, it, it's on a Monday night for us. And it's basically a very relaxed um, uh, hour and a half together. We give you free food, uh, which is great. And you sit around tables. We give you a little presentation of what the Christian faith is about. Then you get to ask whatever questions you want. At the end of that process, which lasts about seven or eight weeks, if it's not for you, you walk away. All you've done is you've given up eight Monday nights and you've had some free food. And maybe you've met some new friends. But maybe it is for you. And maybe that starts when you make room for that possibility. And um, we kick it off on January the 14th with a taster evening, some live music from some of the guys and girls that you've heard uh, tonight and some great food and then just a little taster into it. So I want to encourage you to think about coming just to that one night. Could you make room for the possibility that there might be a God? Could you at least check it out? Could you make room for your story intersecting with his story? Could you make room for the one who has the power to bring hope? I want to ask you a, just for a minute. I want to ask you a question before you clap. I want to ask you a question. And this is whether you're a Christian or not, whether you have faith, whether you're not, whether you believe God exists, whether you don't. I'm asking you all the same question. Have you got room in your heart for Him? And you might say, I don't believe in Him. That's okay. He believes in you. He believes in you. Have you got room in your heart for Him? Maybe. Maybe for some of us today, there's not room for Him because we're just so busy. We've got so much stuff. Maybe for some of us in our heart, there's not room because there's so much hurt and there's so much pain and there isn't any room. Can I tell you, whether you're busy or whether you're in hurt or pain, make room. Make room. He's the only one that can bring you hope. That turns wish into a hope. That even if you don't get what you wish, you can still know hope.
And what I would love the privilege of doing this morning is just praying for you. And so I'm just going to do that very, very quickly. And I want to just ask you to come join with me and I want to pray for you. And maybe this Christmas time, for some of you, it's going to be really difficult. Maybe you'll look around the table and there'll be an empty chair. Maybe this is the first Christmas for you without someone that you've lost, someone that you love. Maybe this is the Christmas when some of you think, hey, this could be the last Christmas with someone that I really love. Maybe this is the Christmas when you don't get what you wish for. But my prayer is that you still have hope. You still have hope. You may have an empty chair, but you'll have that sense that God can be with you and He is with you because that's what He's promised. That's what many of us have experienced. We've gone through grief. We go through tough times, but we know that God is with us. So I want to pray for you this morning, if you'll allow me. Let's pray. Jesus, I want to pray for every single person here in this room, for anyone watching online. Lord, whether they know you or not, whether they say they believe in you or not, God, you know them and you believe in them and you love them so much that you sent your only Son. And Lord, we don't get hope by wishing upon a star. We get it by putting our trust in the one who made the stars, in the one who holds the universe in place, in the one who defeated death, and the one the one who loves us so much that he promised never to leave us or let us go. So Jesus, I want to pray for every person here. I want to pray for their families and their friends. May this Christmas time, may they know your peace, your joy, and above all, may they know your hope in Jesus' name. Amen. And you know, I want to say a second thing now. You know, I want to encourage you to make room for the possibility that there may be a God. This is for maybe those of you who are not quite sure and one of the things when you come to a thing like this and you may have looked around this morning and thought oh everybody else here they're all Christian people they're all religious they've all been brought up they've come to church they've come to church all their life not true many many people in this church would say that just a few months or years ago they weren't followers of Jesus at all some of them would actually say they were agnostics or atheists they didn't believe in God at all there's many here that said that but they made room for the possibility that they might be wrong And many of them, they did that by coming on something that we call Alpha. It's a course that's run all across the world. Thousands and thousands of people have been on it. We've been running it here at the church for many, many years. And and for us, it runs on Monday evenings. And it's just a series of Monday evenings. And you come and you get some great free food. You get an engaging talk about the Christian faith. Then you sit around tables and just discuss and ask questions and hear from other people on their journey. We've got an Alpha Taster evening on Monday, January the 14th. And basically that's kind of like some music from some of the guys that you've seen on stage this morning. Again, some great free food and then a little introduction to the Christian faith. Uh, That evening, you can decide whether you want to sign up for the seven weeks or whether you want to just leave it there. And we want to really encourage you to do that. Okay, and many people are doing that over this weekend. And we'd encourage you to join with them. And you can do it in two ways. You can go to the connection point and you can sign up with somebody out there. Or even easier than that, you can take out your phone and you can text your name and Alpha. So text Alpha and your name to 60777 and someone will send you some information. That's all we'll do. Send you some information, connect you to what is happening. So you text Alpha and your name to 60777. If you're on a contract with free text, it won't cost you anything. If you're not, it'll cost you a few pence, but that's all it will cost you. So Alpha, your name, 60777, and then someone will contact you. Um, we're going to sing a final song now, okay? And on, the, on your way out, Andy and Beth will come back, but on your way out, there's some more literature about Alpha you can take with you or there's a little booklet that describes a little bit more about what I've been trying to say here this morning about the hope of the Christmas story you can take that for free and read it over the Christmas break 
We're going to finish by singing a song that isn't a Christmas song. It's a song we sing here in the church, okay? So many of you who are part of the church will know it. I'm really encouraging you to sing along and help the other guys who don't know it. But it's such a great song to finish because we, don't, we didn't want to finish by talking about wishing and stars. We want to talk about hope and life. That's what this song is all about. Because hope is not connected to a what, it's always connected to a who. And we believe the who is Jesus. So why don't we stand together and we're going to sing this incredible song as we finish our time. It's called Living Hope.